This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. I don't even know what to say about Friday. Uh, that was the craziest day I think I've been through in a long time. We had our power went out around 1.30 in the afternoon on Friday and was out for over eight hours. And the wind, the snow, the craziness, just nuts, right? Yeah, I had a different experience with power. Uh, my power went out, at, without exaggerating, 30 times. Uh, so you'd get six minutes of power <laughs> and four and then 18 and yeah, then I, one. Yeah, I got all into the, you know, we're, we're pulling out the lanterns and the flashlights yes. and the batteries. And uh, bad news, you got to empty the fridge out and throw everything away. Uh, they, they say after four hours uh, of losing power, your freezer, uh, if you keep everything closed up, uh, you, you get like 48. I don't, I don't know what the, the deal is, but it was nuts. I, I mean, absolutely crazy uh, the wind you know 121 has been closed or, or detoured all weekend after that as they were dealing with the down tree and, and power lines and and i don't know to the linemen uh to the people that are out there doing the hard work god bless you boy what a job that is yeah I can't imagine being up there no. one of those cherry pickers in, in that kind in of the way. wind not at all to, to Ameren corporate do better uh, uh it was just you know they i was trying to, our cell phones were not even working you, you know we had like half a bar and i don't know if there was some sort of you know cell tower uh damage because of the wind so really amish uh you, you know on on friday for about eight hours but you would occasionally get like a little glitch in the signal and you get onto the Ameren website and it, it was last updated at three o'clock in the afternoon. You know, power outage cause undetermined. You know, we'll be up undetermined. Uh, no idea. And then it says, check Twitter. It, you know, follow us on Twitter for power outage updates. That's what it said, you know, right on their site. I go to Twitter. <laughs> the last thing they tweeted was like two days ago about Women's History Month. Do that, better. They're usually good at that. That's why I'm kind of surprised. I have screenshots of all. Oh, no, I, I certainly believe you. I mean, they came knocking at my door uh, about 24 hours after. Re- it says you guys have power out. I said, dude, that was yesterday. They were looking <laughs> around for a tree that was down. I, I said, we called. It's down the street. Yeah. It's- just go down there. Yeah, it, I, I, we were like the first to report. There were 214, 216 outages, you, you know, in our area. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, I thought it were done for the night. You, you know, uh, the, the temperature got down to about 62, I think, in the house. So it was manageable. It wasn't like you were going to freeze to death or anything. How are your batteries in all your flashlights? Oh, you see, that's the thing, right? Lindsay's making fun of me, but I'm like, I feel like this is like the real deal. While we still have daylight, I'm scrounging around trying to pull everything out and see what's powered up and what's charged and, and you, know, you know, putting batteries and things. And she's like, you know, this is, it's going to come back. I'm like, oh, okay, you don't know that. I saw somebody post that works for Ammer and it could be a long night. You know, I mean, you, yeah, you don't want to be fumbling around in the dark. I know. You got some daylight. I'm not a survivalist. Yeah, I'm just, just trying to like you know, figure it out. Make it easier. <laughs> so <laughs> I always find when I need to use my flashlight, the batteries have been in there for two years and they've worn out. Well, that's and part that, of the problem, right? Yep. You could store them next to the flashlight in a baggie <laughs> like I do. See, I can go around like every six months and change the batteries, uh, but I never do. Never do. Although the last big ice storm we had, I don't know how many years ago, I went out and got a generator. 
Remember, there were parts of the West Side that were down for a week. Oh, there was lots of uh, uh, the Greater Decatur area. If you're talking about the ice storm that happened, you know, back when we were uh, still at Pershing uh, as a radio station, yeah, they were down. And I lived downtown at that time, which has like the number one grid, which rarely goes down. So I had power the entire time, where a ton of people were out days and and, oh, and that weeks. was us. Yeah. I lived in the Holiday Inn. I had to. I'd work. I had to get done on computers. Yeah. Carted them in on a flat or flatbed. You took your computers I, I to the did. hotel. <laughs> Monitors, the whole nine. Set up. Had to. Uh, look, I'm all for uh, the, the people that are out there. You know, they got it back. Uh, uh, you know, finally, there was an update around like 8.15 or something that said that 9.30 is when they're expected to be back up. And I'll be damned if it wasn't like just sort of exactly right at 9.30. You know, get that that you know the sound when everything comes on at one time that's oh good. yeah i got that 30 sound. times <laughs> <laughs> that can't be good for your system no it's not great i have like um some devices that are that run on battery and that are connected via cell signals so they would say your power is be is restored your power is not it's just gone offline it's like oh my gosh my watch went off my batteries for my watch were were done by like 4 p.m yeah those low power, those brownout type things can can ruin refrigerators, elevators, all kinds of electronic engines. It just destroys them. So yeah. you're better off going off and on than that slow burn. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Well, it was a an adventurous day for sure. We started the day off uh, with the St. Teresa Mega Raffle. It was nice out, and then it just all. Nick said something about snow. I'm like, snow? It doesn't even look like. And, and I'll be damned. There it was. There it was. I know. I delayed my arrival. What do you mean? Well, we got word of what was going on back here. We were supposed to come back on Friday, mm -hmm. and we didn't come back till Sunday. And uh, I don't see what the problem was. It was really nice yesterday. Yeah, it's all thawed. Yeah, we had nothing <laughs> he but... He comes in and all the clocks are blinking. We had a bunch of slush, and I thought to myself, I should probably just go clear that off. Yeah. And then the next morning, I went to go get coffee for the house or whatever, and all the slush was rock-solid ice. I went and came back. The sun had come out for five minutes. It was all back to slush. Yeah. So it was only inconvenient for me. It was a crazy, crazy day. I hope uh, everyone stayed safe. Uh, all right. So the, through the weekend, we got a lot to get to here today. Uh, you, you know, I, I don't know how you prepare for a winter storm. We live in the Midwest, which is, you, you know, pretty crazy weather. I mean, even today, it's like 50 degrees, you know, already this morning. It's going to be a beautiful day. But this is the time of year where you just get anything. I yeah. mean, it looks nice. Tornado. Rain, Snow. wind, yeah, you name whatever. It. I get allergies going up and down. With it. It, it was brutal for me this weekend. Right. Inconsistent temperatures. Oof. Hey, we're in March. We got spring coming. Uh, I, listen, I feel like we're you know right there. We have literally St. Patrick's Day. You know, right around the corner. Uh, all the great things that are there to like grab a hold of as far as like your hope and optimism. But it is also March and it can be really cruel. We saw that uh, on Friday uh, where it just like nails you uh, right in the heart because you go, oh, man, it's nice. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, and, and I don't know what that stuff was ahead of the snow. Was it sleet? I mean, we had like big globs in the yard. Uh, of and like through the the uh the rain spouts you, you know like where it was like looked like a rock yeah that's what i was talking about it 
It, it just collected up and turned into like a big slush. All right. Well, anyway, we survived. And thank you to all those people who were hard at work, uh, you know, outside in the uh, the nasty conditions at 930 at night getting our power back on. We are uh, deeply appreciative uh, of them. Uh, the what other are they called? Part- troubleshooters? Uh, uh, I, I guess maybe. That was, that was the term for them. I don't know if they got a more sophisticated title now, but uh, every time I look at those guys, I admire them. I, I think, I'm sure a lot of them are women now, but those are men's men that are up there on those lines in that kind of weather. I just can't imagine what it's like to be them. Uh, well, I always thought they were referred to as linemen. Well, linemen can work all all the time, but troubleshooters are the ones that go out and in all hours, in all conditions, to uh, restore your power, I think. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, thank you to all of them. <laughs> Linemen, troubleshooters. Oh, whatever they're called. Yeah, people helping out. Yeah. I was a little worried, like, maybe they'd send everybody south. You, you know, you never know, like, because they had the bad weather, you know, down there, and you just don't know what that balance is. Like, everybody's caught, like, off guard. Like, oh, this hits, and everybody's somewhere else. But they... They were there. Yeah, how many thousands went down to Florida? I, I have no idea. I mean, from all states. I mean, they just converged. They staged them. And then when it was time to go in, what they did down, like on Santa Bell Island and Fort Myers was just remarkable. Well, we're good to go. And here we are on a Monday. Congratulations to the Millican women's basketball team. They got beat yesterday. Uh, round two of the NCAA Division Three tournament by Transylvania. We talked about this. I'm sure Mark will have a little bit more on this with Tupper on Sports. Uh, they won their first round game. This was the second round, uh, and they lost, I believe it was 71-59 uh, to the number two ranked Transylvania team. What would Mark say? They were 29-0, 30-0, really a powerhouse team. But what an exciting year the Millican women's basketball team had. I mean, they were great. Yeah, and, and the opportunity for these these uh, students to be able to, you know, really clean up where you're at and then get to go to the national, you know, the dance, the big dance and have that opportunity and give it your all. You, you ran into a buzzsaw, it happens, and, and you just say, hey, we'll get them next year. Yeah, well, I you know, to get to the second round of the tournament is a pretty impressive feat in and of itself. What a great season, and uh, that coach, Libby Lett, what a, uh, just a tremendous job she's done with that program and amazing stuff, so congratulations to That's all of them. That's the first time in a long time. To the tournament, you mean? Yeah, yeah and a, a tournament win, uh, you know, getting into the uh, second round. Uh, so pretty cool stuff. Uh, you know, we have a lot to get to here today. I, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, we've got the uh, the mayor of Kingstown. we got The Last of Us. we got Perry Mason. Sunday night's now packed. Can we not spread? What What is it about Sunday night? Can we not spread this out a little bit? I think we learned HBO set it up with uh, all their big shows. They just own Sunday night, and it's it's a recipe that is stayed since the Sopranos and even probably a little before. Yeah, but it is now all, it's not just HBO where you have The Last of Us. It's the mayor of Kingstown. It's Perry Mason. It's uh, just wrapped up the 1923 series. There's another one, you know, getting ready to start. It's ev- It's like more than you can handle on a Sunday night. And you don't have to handle it on Sunday night anymore. That's no, the beauty. I, I know, yeah, that's but you want to. Right. It's yeah. all there. Mm-hmm. They're just going head to head now. Did you guys watch the Chris Rock? Special on Netflix? I did not. I watched the first part of it. We, we went to 
St. Louis for the soccer game, the first ever ML Major oh, League Soccer down there. Won. So yeah, it was exciting. But yeah, I I tuned in a little bit late last night of Chris Rock. It was pretty pretty cool. I, I'm getting mixed reviews. Uh, I I did read a couple of things online. Uh, some saying it felt very dated, like, you know, it was like five-year-old material, uh, others saying, you know, he really got the best of Will Smith and Jada, uh, uh, Pinkett Smith. I don't know. Did you watch it? I did. And I watched it on the airplane coming back. Well, that's, it, it was a good way to kill. Yeah. Anything on an airplane. An hour. Um, uh, I thought it was funny. I mean, I was laughing out loud. You know, you're sitting there with those earphones on and you're laughing out loud. People must think you're nuts. Uh, but there are parts of it that are pretty rough. But all in all, I think he got back at Will Smith very effectively. I mean, he waited to the last um, segment of his material. So his grand finale was about Will Smith. So you didn't get to see that, no. I guess, Nick. No. That's worth seeing just that. I was going to do that. I was just going to go to the back part and, and hear the Will Smith stuff. I decided to listen to the whole thing, and he is still, he's got to be at the top of comedians everywhere. He reminds me a little bit of Richard Pryor. I mean, he, he's not afraid to go anywhere with his own race, with everybody else's race, and with Will Smith. I mean, there was, he took no prisoners. Can't wait to finish it up. That's right. awesome. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, Chris Rock can be uh, at his best really, really, really good. I, I mean, one of the best stand-up acts ever. Uh, was it Bring the Pain, oh, which is still to this day. Top five. One no, of the, oh the best, you know, you know, live stand-up sort of uh, televised things so ever. And he can also be on the other side of that i i mean i don't feel like dave Chappelle or others where i just i know i'm gonna get a home run i never know with chris rock no i would say there there aren't a whole lot of the jokes that he told that you could repeat anywhere i mean they were totally politically incorrect so you would never tell him at the office as he would say but uh i mean he just he he did not worry about cancel culture. He didn't worry about anything. It was like the old days of Richard Pryor. Anything goes. I think you'll like it. I, you know, I, I, the whole thing with that is that every comedian now has a special that's some sort of form of selective outrage, which is what this was called, where they take on the cancel culture and none of them get canceled. What do you mean? Right. It's kind of like a, to me... It's a it's a misnomer. It's it, you know we're gonna roll out this thing and we're gonna say everything we can't say, and, and then we'll do it in Detroit tomorrow. Yeah, and, <laughs> and no one gets canceled. Well, comedians for a period of time there were 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 getting attacked on stage. Well, so well, I don't know if whoa, that's canceled. What do you mean attacked on stage? Oh, they got one person got attacked on stage. Who? Dave Chappelle. Oh there, no, there, there were a couple smaller a ones lot, too. A lot more than that. But Dave Chappelle was clearly the the one. I, but they're still doing the they, they they as Nick just mentioned they go to Toledo tomorrow and then they go to Cleveland and then they go to Los Angeles. I, I mean, the heat was definitely turned up and people were saying you I, can't I, say that you I, can't I, do I, that. But then they could do it the next night in the next city. Yeah. it's just to withstand the heat or not. I mean, it, I, I you're both kind of on the right path of something. Well, they weren't they weren't put on TV like they used to be. Oh, they, they, a lot of them were. Who? Well, I just, you just don't see them anymore. You don't see the the comedy acts 
on uh, the late night shows, things like that, for a long time. I didn't. It sh- Netflix after sh- offers like three a week. Well, that's streaming. I'm talking about network stuff. You just well, there's not as much say comedy what they were out saying there. on network anyway. Well, I don't know. Carlin got away with a lot. But he couldn't, I mean, network TV doesn't allow you, Carlin couldn't do a seven words you can't say on network TV. I know, but he he pushed the envelope pretty hard. So did Richard Pryor. Um, I don't know. It, it, to me, it was just, that's the first time I watched a comedy special in a long time. And it was Chris Rock that brought me back to it. And um, that was enjoyable. So you had canceled him. Huh? You said it's the first one I've watched in a long time, meaning you chose to stay away. I mean, I, I, Netflix has too many stand-up comedy. I, I mean, in my opinion, I can't keep up with it. Yeah, there is. I used to try to consume. I mean, it was all HBO originally, yeah. right? Yeah. Back in the day when um, you had uh, what's his face um, from Caddyshack, Roddy da- Dangerfield. Bill Murray. You, uh, no, who would have like the the young comics yeah. or whatever? The Deaf Comedy Jam. And the Deaf yeah. Comedy Jam, and HBO was sort of the place where mm-hmm. you would go. Now it seems like Netflix has the most of this. Yeah. I mean, as far as stand-up comedy is mm-hmm. concerned. For a while there, MGM Plus, which was Epics at the time, they were trying to run with, with Netflix on and landing homes for comedians. Yeah, he was at the Hippodrome Theater in Baltimore uh, for this show, which was live. Uh, I, I think when it aired Saturday night, right? Originally, yes. first live event for Netflix. Which I don't know how many people tuned in. I'm sure there were ton, right? I don't, know what, have I, mean, to be. The, I don't know about the ratings. I mean, they'll give you streaming numbers in a you couple of think, days. Think about this from a, just a, a passerby uh, perspective. If you turn on your TV and you're talking about your Comcast or your Direct TV, uh, there, there's a likelihood that you're already on the channel that you were on before. But if you hit guide, you've got 750 things. Yeah. If you get on Netflix... There's only one channel at that time. The one thing that's on. How many people got on there to watch whatever else? I, I and it's just right there. I would imagine center. the numbers were huge. They had to be. They just had because to be. the number of subscribers they have versus this is the first live thing right. versus this is Chris Rock versus this is the first time. Well, not the first time he's been honing this act for a year right. uh, at comedy clubs, uh, you know, and, and dates. Uh, but the first televised thing, and you can watch it collectively on a Saturday Night Live. Right. Yeah, I bet I bet the first was uh, disproportionately huge to what it'll settle at. Yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, I did not watch it, but I will watch it. It's on the list. So you, you approve. Well, when I say I approve, oh, I approve. Now you're going to like, go, oh. Well, you don't I, have to sign off on the content. Was it enjoyable? Oh, yeah. There you I go. like Chris Rock. But boy, it's, some of it was rough. I'll just say that. It, it's... It is not for the faint of heart. Uh, <laughs> he he pushed the envelope like uh, they used to in the olden days. I guess not in the olden days. But Dave Chappelle, he pushes the envelope a lot. Uh, most of them do. No one, no one, even in regards to the, the wokest of the woke, is arresting anybody on stage like Lenny Bruce. I mean, we've been here before. Yeah, Lenny Bruce was the, probably the originator of all the controversy. Yeah, he got arrested. I just think there was a period of time there were comedy 
uh, kind of faded out. It's coming back, I think. I don't think it ever faded out. I just think people, um, there was some strange stuff with some people uh, that wasn't really about on stage. It was more about personal <clears throat> behavior, you know, in their lives. Uh, and I, you know, I'll listen. I grew up uh, in the 1970s as a kid watching Richard Pryor and George Carlin. I mean, I know what the standard is. And they grew yeah. up watching Lenny Bruce and, and Woody Allen. I mean, you know, and, and, and the great originals. And it's it's constantly evolved. And they've always been controversial. Right? Richard Pryor yeah. and George Carlin were controversial. A lot of people didn't like what they had to say. You know, I saw George Carlin when he came to Decatur. And I was really disappointed. Well, I thought he was terrific every time I saw him on the Carson show. But the material he did here... It was despicable. When was that? Oh, gosh. It was in the 90s. And why was it despicable? Oh, he went into bestiology. Bestiology. Oh, come on. He did. Come on. Did you see him? No. It was, it was, it was, it was disgusting. I mean, the, he went into animals. And, and uh, I, I didn't come get on. it. Come on. You just got done saying, where are these guys and the controversy? You know, pushing it, you know, pushing the envelope. And they go too far. <laughs> See, everybody's got their woke line. Yeah, animals are mine. That's mine. That's yours. All right, fair, fair enough. enough. Yeah. We know where it is. It's certainly okay. <laughs> where did he play? The Civic Center? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was did here you... multiple times. Huh? Yeah, he was here multiple times. Did you see him? I saw him once, but I don't I don't remember that. I was but I was Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was it was almost worth walking out on. It was it's like well, why are you doing this? You're I mean, canceling. Well, I, no, you just I bought the ticket. I can like leave when I want, but uh, he really disappointed me. I couldn't wait to see him, and they go, "Wow, are you that desperate for jokes?" Really? Yeah. I don't. I, I don't remember that at all. I remember him hitchhiking into town. He did. Yeah, on one of those, like, like the car broke down, or there was some sort of transportation problem. Yeah, Does that make sense. You dug that up, not yeah. like in the last year or so. We yeah. tracked that down. I, I vaguely remember it. Yeah. I guess I did cancel them. I never thought of it though. <laughs> they, they didn't have wokeness back then. Yeah, you were woke. It was the first time in my life. Yeah, I'm drawing a line. I'm drawing a line right Beast, here. Beastie Alley is right my now. Line. That's it. Right here. Even jokes about it. I mean, I think that you should say my line is jokes about bestiality. It's not like he really did bestiality on stage. What do we, I don't know. Let's no, I mean, change the subject, but it, it, <laughs> the jokes were weird. Let's just put it okay. that way. <laughs> but that's the great thing about comedy is that what you find offensive, some people will or won't, and what other people find offensive, you will or you won't. I'm always, the, let's let the chips fall where they may, and, and uh, if you don't like it, don't consume it, that's fine. Cross the board. But I think that still pretty much rolls. And I think Netflix is full of specials and episodes of names that aren't as big as Chris Rock that do that all the time. Yeah, And it's a culmination of, the... of 12 months of doing shows. I mean, every single time you see one of those comedy shows on Netflix. It's not the first time it happened. It's a year, <laughs> right, right of, of prepping that show, mm -hmm. you, you know, pulling this little bit out, putting this little bit, honing that, you know, show after show after show in live comedy clubs for a year. Yeah, you know, I've seen some of these uh shows that have been on tours where they where the joke is di the different when it gets onto the special you know because it was 
film toward, towards started the end out as one thing. And, yeah, and, yeah, and you see it meander, and then it, it becomes way more pointed, and, yeah. and then you're like, oh, okay, that's yeah, better this I, way. I did read some of the transcript uh, because I couldn't help myself. I didn't watch it, but I did read the ending about Will Smith. And here's the, the thing in action that I think Kevin is addressing. There are people who are labeling Chris Rock misogynistic for using a phrase about her when I think that's ridiculous because it's just vernacular and the way people speak and it's the way people talk and it's a joke. And he was the victim in this thing. Oh, yeah. And he does get his... his comeuppance yeah that's a good that's a good phrase uh he does get that in in the end of this joke uh, about you know the weirdness that is the smiths yes yeah he brought out some things so, about the relationship well i mean that but, if it wasn't if he hadn't heard it you heard it now well but it is also saying you know she's done way more damage to him than i did or to both of them and you know you know so he does get his payback a year later you know, I wonder how much of right after that happened. He's a smart and savvy guy. He's also been able to capitalize on, you know, topics that are really relevant, like bring the pain with OJ yeah. and all that. You've got to think that it, at some point pretty quick, his head was like, I am going to sit on this thing and I'm going to cash it well, in. That's the way every single article about this show is written. You know, he didn't go on the Oprah tour. Yeah. He didn't do the sit he put down. All his chips he in put, one he big said, Look, I'm going to go back and get paid for this. Yeah, I, it has to be. And and what a way to have done it. Yeah. You know, the first ever live. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was brilliant. Yeah. I'm a Chris Rock fan. All yeah, right. He said she started it by asking him years ago not to host the Emmys because Will Smith didn't get nominated for a particular uh, role in a movie that wasn't very good. And, uh, and he said, so I'm supposed to give up my job because they didn't nominate your husband for, for the Academy Awards. And that's where it all began. That's where the feud started, I guess. All right. Let's uh, do this. I've got to take a break. When we get back here, uh, I have a whole list here of things. It's been a busy weekend. I've got Tat and the Cowboy Hat Kid. I don't know if you're following this thing on social media. If you've been doing a line eye game this year, this has really become a thing. I mean, I, a huge thing. I didn't have context on that when you said a line eye did. Cowboy hat didn't click for me until you said Illini. Okay, yeah. well, Tat is the official DJ for the Fighting Illini, and there is the Cowboy Hat Kid. I think it was WCIA had a story over the weekend at the final home game there, where they had this. They do this dance show, like like a, a dance off. Yep, that has become the thing at the State Farm Center. Nice. Oh, do they? Between Tat, the DJ on the floor. And the cowboy hat kid up in the audience. And they had an interview with the kid and the dad. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> this kid seemed like he's funny to watch. I mean, you could go watch the CIA story or check out Tat's social media, but like they're interviewing the kid. He's got the sunglasses on and the cowboy. He's like nine years old. And, and he sounds like a 40 year old adult when he's talking to the TV people. Can he dance? Uh, I mean, it's that's relevant, uh, you, you know. But but the dad just the dad just goes like, uh, "We're just at this point." <laughs> <laughs> so like everything stops over there during these basketball games for this dance. How old a kid is he? Would you say nine? I just said yeah, nine. nine. Yep. 
Yeah. Cool. Um, anyway, if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. So it's, Pat's not on the floor dancing? Uh, well, yeah, he's the DJ for the Alliance. I haven't been to a game in a while. Well, it, I think this is sar- sort of college sports keeping up with real life, that you got to do something to entertain the crowd in between play. And, and there's a lot of in-between play. If you ever go to a sporting event, you don't really realize, like, you're at home, you get the commercial breaks, you get the stuff, it seems like it flows. When you're there, there's a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. TV timeouts. Yeah, I mean, just that and everything else. There's a lot of downtime. So you interject entertainment into that downtime, and it keeps the crowd into the game, right? I mean, it's a very effective way. I mean, there's there's a smart reason behind it. It's not just to sort of like, here's a DJ. It's like, no, how do we keep everybody into this while we're doing all the stuff we have to do, like TV timeouts? So is he set up somewhere? or On the sideline, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought maybe he came out at halftime and did something in the middle. Mm. No, he's over there, uh, you, you know, on the side, uh, you know, doing the thing keeping the crowd into it. And they got this this thing with this cowboy hat kid, you know, that's been going on all season where now it's up on the scoreboard and the big screen and, like, everybody's got, like, some kind of investment in this thing. And it it, it uh, ended that's up cool. in, like, a penultimate sort of showdown. That's cool for Tad. That's great for Tad. He's so good at it. Uh, but if you saw the video, it's just hysterically funny. Yeah, I've seen that kid several times. He goes, goes, what do your schoolmates think of it? He goes, <laughs> They don't acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is this on YouTube? Uh, yes, everything's on YouTube. Okay. I'm going to check it out. All right. Do that. You get on social media. You know, you wouldn't. I mean, you're already like venturing into YouTube. Yeah, I can do that on my TV set. I don't. I just. You do everything on your TV set. Right. I mean, I'll do that on Saturday. I'll see what's on YouTube when I'm ki- killing time. You can watch the live tour. And then the NFL this season, too. Yeah. NFL. Yeah. Uh, NFL, how about that? All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Buyers and Company. It's Monday morning. What a crazy weekend. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Care is your entry to the quality care and expertise of Memorial Health. Memorial Care is primary care for seeing experienced physicians and providers. It is urgent care when there's no time to wait for an appointment. It is virtual care for added convenience and virtual appointments that fit your schedule. Memorial Care is how health begins. Visit memorial.health to find hours and locations in your area. Abraham Lincoln had already made one trip down the Mississippi River to New Orleans when his family settled west of Decatur in 1830. One day, he would climb aboard a steamboat at Beardstown to see if the Sangamon River could carry the steamboat to Springfield. I'm Don Chamberlain, local historian, and I invite you to the Decatur Public Library at 2 p.m. Saturday, March 18th for a free presentation about Lincoln Man, co-sponsored by the Friends of Lincoln Trail Homestead State Park and the Macon County Conservation District. Hope to see you there. Stop in for an oil change at Speed Lube using Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic Motor Oil and you earn a $20 gift card. Pennzoil Platinum Synthetics Motor Oils are designed to protect for up to 15 years or 500,000 miles. Whichever comes first, fuel your passion. Protect your engine with Pennzoil Platinum Synthetic Motor Oil. Visit one of Speed Lube's six Decatur locations or in Lincoln or Clinton. Get your platinum oil changed today at Speed Lube. Offer ends September 30th. See Pennzoil.com slash rewards for promotion details. Huff Lumber and Home Specialties. For over 100 
115 years, Anderson Windows and Doors has pioneered new products, set higher standards for our entire industry, and ultimately become America's premier window manufacturer. Couple that with Huff Lumber and Home Specialties, and you get a combination that brings you the highest quality products with the expertise to get the job done right. Huff Lumber and Home Specialties, who says you can't have it all? Listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. They give a little extra love to our friends in Springfield. <laughs> Some fired in the background. That wasn't supposed to. All right. Good morning and welcome. We are back here on a Monday. The mayor of Decatur, Julie Moore Wolf, will be with us at the uh, top of the hour. A little bit later today, we'll check in with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. Uh, Amber will be in from the Ronald McDonald House uh, on an action-packed Monday. Uh, you'll be back here Thursday and Friday. Uh, you yeah. ready to go? Uh, well, actually, it won't be too difficult. Because all your regulars are coming in on Thursday and Friday. I'll add a few extras. Nick, you'll be here, right? Yeah. Can't wait. He said that like in I'm a excited. sort of way. Like. <laughs> you always bring something fun. <laughs> What's that mean? Any Republicans you want? <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. I, got, I got accused of bringing <laughs> Republicans on one time. Accused? <laughs> you had a whole you're, convention you're, you're one guilty time. guilty as hell. Accused? <laughs> you had a whole line of CPAC light. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Democrats wouldn't come on, so that's all I that's all I got. <laughs> but it was all right. Uh, Tom Schneider always comes on. He's not ex exactly a, a Republican. He's a Democrat. Okay. He's my and Julie. Yeah. Hey, I read in the Tribune <laughs> that she was really upset over Acorn. Good for her. Uh, yeah. Did you talk to her about that? Yeah, I did. Been gone a week. Don't assume we were resting on our laurels here. We've been I pretty figured busy. you did. Uh, yes. She, she did not hold back. Were you embarrassed by Don Jr. at CPAC this week at all? When that guy speaks, do you cringe at all? Don Jr.? Yeah. I didn't see him. Okay. I did see Trump, though. Of course you did. Did you? Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. <clears throat> I'm proud of what? You actually sat through two hours of Donald Trump. I didn't say I watched two hours of Donald Trump. I saw it the highlights of Donald Trump at CPAC, if you want to use the word highlights. I, I was asking about Don Jr., though. Uh, what did he do that embarrassed him? Uh, when he calls a guy a vegetable after he's had a stroke. Who did? Who did uh, John Fetterman, the, the senator oh, from. Yeah. Well, he shouldn't have done it. Well, he's done it. He doubled down. I mean, he's done it and then came back and did it again and doubled down. I, I the, the, the guy is like, I, I don't know what his deal is. You, you know, I mean, you could watch The Apprentice and go, he's goofy. Yeah. You know, Ivana always looked like a, a, a lot smarter, you know, like just sitting by Trump senior side on the NBC show when you watch The Apprentice and he always acted goofy. I used to hear him on the radio quite a bit. He was a regular guest on a on a comedy show. Oh, really? And he seemed like an everyday kind of guy, you know, that would you know talk about you know the things he'd see writing in a yeah. you know a like that. Just seemed like a regular guy. So here's the thing uh, about that. Mm -hmm. So he gets on stage at this CPAC thing, uh, which has now become the Trump thing. I mean, there wasn't DeSantis wasn't there, Pence wasn't there, no one from. Uh, the rest of the Republican Party was there. It's, it's all become just a Trump, like, Kool-Aid drinking thing where it used to be, you, you know, the CPAC thing had 
conservatives across the board, you, you know, would attend this thing. And now it's just one big MAGA rally. Um, he's talking about John Fetterman. Now, I'll, I'll juxtapose this with another candidate from years ago and, and tell you how the connection works. Uh, he, he said that he would like to see him gainfully employed, that maybe he could get a job bagging groceries. This is a guy that's in the hospital for depression. And he calls him a vegetable. Because he had a stroke. Be hard-pressed if you, like somebody like Frank Watson that you know and love, that I know and love, somebody called him a vegetable. I mean, I think we would take great offense at that. Well, nothing to say about that. I don't know why he would say that. He's done it multiple times. Yeah. Well, you know, I think Donald Trump Jr. Is an idiot. Is got... Is an idiot. Some damage. Is an idiot. After the January 6th thing, I think his... His speech on January 6th, I think, did a lot of harm for the Trump brand. And uh, that's where I kind of lost some respect for him. And I've never really paid attention to him since. I, I will tell you that here, here's my story. Lane Evans was a congressman that we had for a little while here when Ray LaHood, when we were split into like three congressional districts. You remember that time? Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. He had some medical issues. Lane too. Evans had uh, uh, some debilitating uh, uh, illness that, that he probably stayed too long. And Andrea Zynga uh, was a Republican candidate running against him. She was on the desk at CNN when the Atlanta explosion happened at the Olympics with Richard Jewell and all that. And she questioned his ability. She didn't call him a vegetable. She didn't say he could get a job bagging groceries. She she questioned, you know, whether or not physically he was able to be up to the job of, you know, representing the citizens. And she was ostracized for it. And she didn't come anywhere close to doing what Don Jr. has done on multiple occasions. They're not even close. I, I think that there's a question you can have about anybody's physical fitness, you know, whether they're healthy or mentally able to complete the job. I, mean, I do. I think that's a legit question. Can this guy or this gal represent you in Washington, D.C. physically? I mean, I don't think that's off the table for a conversation about a person who's elected to represent a constituency. And it probably should have been on the table with Fetterman. Because of it the stroke. was on the table. And then he, did he have depression then? Uh, it, no, well, nobody know about it. But what's the, dep the depression is worse than the stroke? No. Okay. But, I mean, they made that known. People voted based on knowing he had a stroke, and he won. But... Yeah, you know, if they'd known he well, had maybe, maybe. severe depression too, maybe okay. he right. wasn't qualified. Well, maybe if you didn't run around calling people vegetables, you know, this is where the Republicans keep shooting themselves in the foot. They act like horrible human beings. No, I'm just agreeing with you that people should know before they vote if a person is physically fit for the office. They should never be calling them a vegetable. Yeah, but I'm that's, not that's why that. it backfires. I mean, it, it absolutely backfires. It's just stupid strategy. I think that guy just gets high on a crowd. Uh, you know, he just loves, I mean, probably because of daddy issues and never being, and being the dumbest kid in the family. There's just something about him on a stage in front of people that is like an addict. Yeah, Ivanka decided she didn't want anything they're, to do with it. They're not doing anything. Nothing.
But Trump sure other, looked like he was uh, engaged. Okay, yeah, we'll see. I read a. Uh, I He's, read listen, so, Santis's book last week. Really? Well, you were busy. You watched Trump rock, Chris Rock, and well, you can read listen DeSantis. to the book. I do that when I run. <laughs> and uh, it was okay. I mean, do you feel like he wrote it? Because usually those things are just sort of like shadow authored by somebody else, like everybody that does that kind of thing. Yeah, I think he wrote. I think I'll tell you the book that was really good that I know he wrote was Tom Cotton's. Both those guys have impressive backgrounds. They're both military guys, and uh, I don't. I don't say you're going to find any dirt on DeSantis. Uh, your own boy. You, you must not follow your guy on social media. Who? Trump. He's been throwing dirt about DeSantis for months. Like what? That he's grooming. Sanctum dirt. Grooming yeah, high school girls. Yeah, he tweeted out a picture uh, allegedly of of him with um, some of his ex students out drinking. How can you not know this? I mean, literally, are you in, I mean, do you have like some sort of settings, you, you know, like in your social media, in your digital media that are keeping you from hearing anything bad about Donald Trump? I'm not he, on social he media. He literally tweeted out or what was so, what, what's the, the stupid thing that they. Truth true social. Truth social. Yep. Uh, a picture of Ron DeSantis with high school girls with a beer bottle uh, uh, talking about grooming uh, uh, underage kids. You, how, how do you not know this? He was a teacher at the time. Teaching high school? Yeah. Yeah, it, it had circulated for months just kind of like on, you know, forums and whatnot, but then uh, uh, the ex-president had put it up there himself. And 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 then he put some kind of text with it, meaning like, this is the bombshell you've been waiting for. You know, was- uh, I No, I, <laughs> listen, all I'm saying, I have no idea uh, about the picture right. or what it was right. or whatever. But you're you're saying you're saying one thing and then it, like either ignoring or not knowing about what your guy is doing already about DeSantis. How do you know that DeSantis isn't my guy? Because you want I'm it still both deciding. ways. Because you want it both. I'm ways. still deciding which one. Uh, that's fine. That's that's entirely your. Uh, uh, you know. What will it come down to for you to make that decision? Do you actually? Think? I read uh, Pence's book too. Pence's was good. Um, Pence doesn't have a chance. Well, I'm just saying he's the, the guy's this, a good guy. I didn't say he wasn't. I'm just saying he doesn't have a Pence, chance. Politically. Pence seems very genuine and I agree. At, like he is walking the walk I, I, to I what he believes. Think he is a. Uh, I don't know how he dealt with his four years of doing that, you, you know, and I'm sure he had to bite his tongue and not do like what he, a normal human being would oh, do. Oh, no, according to Pence, the whole four years was wonderful. Okay. It was now the that, last, right, it was the last like, January uh, that they got into the big disagreement over whether he was going to approve uh, certification or not. And, he, you know, that's where he and Trump went south. But that whole book was complimentary of Trump. Uh, then then I, I have less respect for him uh, because I, he's just lying. Um, well, how can you say that? It's pretty easy. There, there were Trump people out there with a noose and a hangman's <laughs> looking for, for Mike Pence. It's pretty easy to say that. Simple, as a matter of fact. So uh, the Sanctimonious is the nickname, but the, the whole idea of grooming high school girls with alcohol, you, you think that's okay? I mean, for Trump I don't believe to, it. Well, I didn't say I believed it either. I'm so no, saying I don't that think Trump it's okay. I don't believe there. it. 
I don't. I just don't believe he did it. I don't. I can't believe this you, whoa, guy. Whoa, whoa. You don't believe grooming who in did high it. school girls. Well, I don't believe it, Kevin. I, that's not even the allegation. That's the allegation made by Donald Trump, your other guy who you can't divorce. I was unaware of it. It didn't make. It didn't make. It made every news. You just only look at one. And what about Fox News in the last week? What about Rupert Murdoch's testimony about how they fired the guy that you and I argued about three weeks ago to, to literally make the Trump fans happy? Are you, are, you, are you talking about what they said at the end of 60 Minutes last no, night about I'm Fox talking News? about Rupert Murdoch's testimony in a court of law under oath. The CEO of Fox News. They're worried about the Dominion uh, machine story being accurate or that not? That they fired the guy who called Arizona to make the Trump fans happy because they were worried viewers. Rupert Murdoch's own testimony, sworn testimony, under oath, that Hannity was disgusted with Trump privately, but was worried about losing viewers. I mean, it's the most damaging thing you could possibly do to anybody who's in the business of giving you the truth, which means we love Starwalt. Yes. The guy who didn't even know the last time we talked. I about did this. too know Starwalt. You didn't, you didn't know he got fired. I didn't know he got fired for that. I don't, I'm still not sure he did um, because I don't think he calls it. I think they got a war room in the back that calls it, and he just reports what they tell him in his ear. Why did he get fired? Maybe because he's a TV personality that gets fired all the time and goes over to Newsmax or goes to News Nation or to AOL or some somewhere. So you think all this testimony, like when you're called to testify in court under oath, that they're all lying? No, maybe they did fire him for saying it. I don't know, but I just don't think he called it. But if if he did, he did. I don't. I care less about Starwalt and and um, why he got fired. Um, I think Martha McCallum probably lost her primetime gig because she reported it too. She's now on in days. Mm-hmm. But that was that seemed pretty obvious that uh, people were outraged by her uh, calling Arizona. I think people get too worked up about that stuff. Okay. So none of the testimony. You didn't read any of it. I mean, you need the transcripts. Yeah. No. Okay. Why? Just out of curiosity. I didn't see. I don't. I don't know. I guess I didn't. uh, I didn't see it. Okay. Because we've talked about this. Oh my god! Seriously. Where did you see it? Everywhere, Kevin. CNN. Do you have an Apple? Do you have Apple News? Yes. Okay. What is what is literally what is on it? Because I I read it in the National Review, which is William F. Buckley's original publication. One of the ultimate. You must have cons- look for it because it was not a, a banner headline. It was a headline. Well, I was on the internet quite a bit this weekend because he had nothing to do. And didn't see it. I heard it last night on 60 Minutes. Okay. The last minute of 60 Minutes, um, they talked about Rupert Murdoch's testimony uh, about the Dominion, the Dominion 
machine. He didn't say a word about Star Wars. So it's in a, I'll read it. Nick, did you see it anywhere? By the way, did you have to track it down into the far left corners of the internet? Um, I did see it. I did see it. I don't remember where, but I did. It was certainly, I don't really dig into politics too deep. So it, it was on one of the main networks. Okay. Uh, do you believe them when they're in a court of law? Above like being on a show, you know, at seven o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night. I mean, when they're compelled to testify, you know, with perjury hanging over their heads, do you not believe what they say when they are? Well, I'll read the article and see what they said. I'm just getting the part you want to talk about because you don't like them. But I want to put it in full context. What is not full context about we need to fire this guy because it'll go a long way with the Trump fans? What, What is not in context? about that statement is that is that is that the quote yes from rupert murdoch internal emails in court and his own testimony sworn under oath no well the the ones i remembered that they talked about was a producer that was going online saying stuff that should have been he he is literally under oath talking about sean hannity tucker carlson laura ingram and the fact that they knew what they were reporting was not true. We're talking two different things here. You're talking Starwalt, who who called who Arizona. Was also, under oath, they wanted to fire him because it would go a long way to help the Trump supporters forgive what they have done. But he didn't have anything to do with the Dominion machines. What do you mean? Oh, he my called God. Arizona. What, was Rupert talking about firing the producer about the Dominion machines? Or was he talking about firing Starwalt because it make Trump people happy? Which one was it? Both, Kevin. Both. And that the fact that Sean no, I gotta Han- read this. Okay. But you, you act like there was one article about this. Like it was like on some one article on some crazy thing that no one's heard of. How can you not even? I mean, is your Google, do you have like restrictions of like finding truth? I have anti-woke on it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but you watch Chris Paul. <laughs> make- he borrowed somebody's screen for that. I know. <laughs> uh, all right. I, I will send you multiple links if you would like. But this is being reported on because this is a huge deal. This story is a huge story because of what the implications could be for the media. I got to be honest with you. The last thing I thought about doing was Googling Rupert Murdoch over the weekend. But I will. Okay. That's that's pretty fair. I, that is fair. <laughs> Nobody's really thinking about doing that. <laughs> it's totally fair. Oh, Brian. I just would, right. no, I, I would just like to know what oh, your you Apple said News you saw feed. Some somewhere. Well, maybe, but Oh my god. You're going to make me do this. You're, you're going to make up. me do this. All right. I'm going to do this. I'm just going to type in Rupert Murdoch, okay? I am too. Okay. <laughs> CNN, ABC. We're now having a search off. (laughs) We are. Let's ask chat GPT. Let's see here. Oh, I don't know. There's NorthJersey.com. There's Bloomberg. There's Los Angeles Times. There's the New York Times. There's the Washington Post. There is 60 Minutes. There's the Daily Beast. There's the Hill. There's Yahoo. There's CNN. There's Fortune Magazine. There's the Financial Times. There is the Guardian. There is... Are you kidding me? No, if you type in Rupert Murdoch, you'll get all that. I should have, I guess. It's pretty famous. (laughs) 
The guy's a billionaire. There's a whole show on HBO coming back for its final season called Succession that if you're not watching, you're crazy. It's great. It's based on the Murdoch family. And there are those two, uh, what's his name, Isles, the two shows about him as yeah. well. The They're Murdoch Roger Ailes. Ailes, yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah. yeah. One was a, a very husky Russell Crowe. Yes, the Hollywood Reporter, Business Insider, NPR, Forbes Magazine, uh, ABC News. Let me just see if I can find a couple of more references to what I'm talking about. Uh, Slate Magazine, CNBC, Deadline, KEYT, NBC, uh, The Ticker. Uh, all of these are just woke left-wing news organizations misinterpreting sworn testimony. What do you want me to say? <laughs> That's a fantastic way to end this. That's the best. I, I mean it. That really is the best. I want to thank you for uh, being here Thursday and Friday. I gave you plenty of heads up so you can stack it full of conspiracy and whatever uh, reason that uh, Rupert Murdoch would be lying under test. I'm trying to get Tucker morning. Carlson. Oh, please do. Please do. Because he hasn't infected enough people with his just nonsense. Uh, so what do you have Thursday and Friday? What do you have tonight? Actually, we should probably talk about that before we do anything. You have a guy doing a music video. I saw something posted last night that we were tagged in, like on social media. Young man by the name of Bruner. Yeah, James Bruner. He's uh, from Springfield, Illinois. He's been on Soy City Buzz, oh, I don't know, about three or four years ago. It was right before the pandemic. And uh, he went over to Doherty's and performed. He's been out to Blue Rock Records and uh, made some uh, CDs and things. He split from his band and went to Belmont College in Nashville, which is a great performing arts college, very much like Milliken, but in Nashville. And now he's he's kind of rising uh, the ladder. He's got this video out there called It's very good. It's very well done. What was his first name again? James. James, James Bruner. Bruner. B-R-U-N-E-R, one N. And uh, so anyway, he's going to be on tonight, and his guitarist will be with him. Uh also, uh, the return of Mike Claiborne tonight. Yeah. He starts, thanks to Jerger Pediatrics, uh, we'll have him every Monday night through the World Series, I guess. How about that? All the way through. And Clay Gerhardt's going to be here tonight. He's got something very important to talk about. <clears throat> so we uh, got him on. And George Frank on Veterans Recognition Day. That's coming up. They recognize all these... Vietnam vets, they really kind of got passed over. So should be a good show. It's fun. I appreciate you coming in Thursday and Friday. Thursday and Friday will be great shows. Uh, now that I know who's coming on, I'm going to book in between, and we'll have some, some fun guests. And they won't all be Republican. <laughs> Unless I'm desperate. Okay. Well, have fun. Have a great day. Enjoy the weather. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.